all over. What, October? Yeah, it's November now. It's just, hey, it's, rabbit, rabbit! It's raining, it's sad, you're still alive. <laughs> I thought things would be different, man. I love man. sad, rainy, cold fall. I really no, do. it's nice. I just, I don't know, I don't want to go to work. Which is this, this is my job. Yep, but here we are. Yep, I pay the bills. Get paid uh, $60,000 a year to make this podcast, and it's not enough, I'll tell you that much. How much are you getting? I'm getting 60 k man. Oh, fuck. And dental. You're getting screwed, dude. Oh, this is a six-figure job for me. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting, uh, who's that little guy? You, you know from... Roth IRAs? I have a Dern No, it's Ross. IRA. Ross was the guy in Friends. No, Ross, Dress for Less IRA. That's Dress discount. Dress to impress. Anyway, this is Dern after reading. You know, let me let me just say that um, as our consonant listeners will know, there are some whiteboards surrounding Max's puzzle studio, and one of them includes a copy of Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. You will remember this from health class. The third step down. I know what it's supposed to say, but I looked at it at the corner of my eye and I saw lore and belonging, and I was like, hell yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, (laughs) gonna get some personal lore. (laughs) That's why I go to Ren Fairs. (laughs) I go to Ren Fairs to grow as a person. (laughs) My therapist prescribed me one Ren Fair, and I've been going ever since. (laughs) Gotta get that lore and belonging. He he plays the king, actually. (laughs) I think. That might be a conflict of interest, but I'm not gonna say anything. Oh, so, Dern after reading, we're still here. Still doing Again it. and again. I had a, a job interview this week, and oh. he asked, uh, the interviewer asked uh, just a broad question about sort of my extracurriculars. Oh dear God. And then I started explaining this podcast, and it was like, don't listen to it. Yeah, please don't. If you want to hire me, this is not a good litmus. Oof. So, I'll just be doing this forever. Yeah. I mean, hey. I mean, eventually, Dern is gonna... She's gonna... She's gonna die. I hate to say it, but she is immortal. She's gonna go off to the Dern farm in the clouds. Send her off to the Dern farm upstate with her dad and son. Does she she have a dead son? No, but I mean, he'll die too. We're all gonna die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's November now, so we get to be sad. Does she have a live son? I think so. Yeah. I don't I'm just saying he will... She, he, she had a son with a weird, weird face, sexy guy. Uh, Lenny Kravitz looked no. like Ben Harper. Lenny Kravitz looked like no, the one before that, uh, the fly. Oh, Goldblum. That's it. I couldn't. Oh. Goldblum. Good job, Jeffy. Gold. I didn't know in they were kid. Yeah, I don't think they were. I don't think oh, they yeah, were married, kid. but I know they like saw each other for a while because they were in some things like Jurassic Park, yeah. for example. We saw the sexual tension. It makes sense. God, you can cut it with a spoon. That's mm-hmm. how tender it is. So, what do we do on this podcast? We, we watch Lord Darren stuff. We review old food processors <laughs> and decide if they're worth buying at a thrift store, at a yard sale, or thrift store. <laughs> No, yeah, we're watching all the Laura Dern things. We're doing pretty good. We're chugging along. We got a few months left to this. And then we have to switch formats to country radio, I guess. We have have both kinds of music, country and western. (laughs) Those are the two best kinds. That is true. Um, So this week was special because Dern, she doesn't... 
She's not like a, what you might call, I don't know, like a slasher queen. Yeah, she also not big on, well, never mind. I was going to say not big on the period pieces, but. I was going to say that too, but then I realized how many I've seen. I guess she's not big on the pre like nineteen hundred period yeah. piece. She's big on like the thirties through seventies. Yes. This may be our first eighteen hundreds Dern. Yes. Or Victorian Dern. Victorian one of the only Derns that has probably done heroin. <laughs> like for medicinal characters. Yes. No, yes, to get into character she started taking no, 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 heroin cough drops. No, I'm thinking like which Right, like, I don't know, the David Lynch trailer park living? I thought you were going to say Blue Velvet, and I was like, she plays a policeman's <laughs> daughter who is quite virginal, but okay. Um, no, the other, Inland Empire, whatever I had to watch the dumb deleted scenes for, that that could be Junkie Dern. Could be Junkie um, Dern. The pregnant, other the other time <laughs> Dern lives in a trailer, um, Baby Dance, Perhaps my favorite uh, of all the Durns. Um, she could have done heroin as a character. Yeah. I don't think it would have been a driving force of her character, but perhaps, you know. Just just a note. Yeah. In addition to the character. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Inside. That said, I would give this character a, a higher chance. Heroin. Heroin. Smack. Well, this episode is going (laughs) So what we watched was a retelling of a classic spooky tale. Yes. Um, Dr. Jekyll. I believe it is the The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Senor Hyde. Yes. This is a classic story that has been told time and time again. This time it was told through the lens. Actually, before we do this, we have some Dern news. Or should we do that later? Let's do it now. Fine. So, Laura Dern's Instagram, as you know. <laughs> so, Laura Dern's in prison. Yes, she is. No, her, that photo book came out. The Cherry Hill, old-timey, like, 1950s housewife. Mm-hmm. It looks very cool. Max can slide through that and describe some photos for you. So, this is a book... A photo but so Dern is like playing a mother, a fifties mom, and she looks incredible. Yeah, like I like the photos a lot because they're incredibly clear, like nice modern digital photos, but mm-hmm. they look like if they were like that blurrier, older, like brownie photo, it would make so much sense. Yes. Like they're perfectly Absolutely. dressed. The colors, the wallpaper. She's got real like Betty Crocker vibes. Yeah. It's short, dark haired Dern, which is, it's different, so it doesn't scream Dern as much as it screams 50s. Um, yeah, so I don't read books, especially ones without Well, the good, the, you don't have to read this, you just look. I just, I just did. I read the whole book. Okay. On Instagram. Man, that was the whole book. There's a lot of There pop- were like three pictures in there. She's a puzzle at one point. That's bonkers. That's Is that a thing they did back in the day? They just made women into puzzles? <laughs> First they can't get paid equally, now they're puzzles? <laughs> What's next? They learned about objectification. Whoa. And they were like, we can make them any object? I don't like that she looks like 
like a, a me as a soda jerk two years ago in the puzzle. She does, yeah. She, she has my hair, a red bow tie, she she's wearing a white serious shirt. Serious effeminate Nick energy. Damn. I don't like that. Okay. The LA Dodgers won the baseball Super Bowl. That is correct. She posted about that because her dad likes them. Yay. Uh, Bruce Stern. Great name, by the I, way. Bruce. My, um... I had a nanny named Lupe when I was a, a young boy. Ah, yes. And she would, my family hated the Dodgers. She was secretly she, the third OJ murder victim. <laughs> Lupe was a sweetheart. Yeah. Don't, don't you just say Good that people about her. die too, Max. <laughs> God. What? And the Jewish <laughs> waiter and his ex murdered? I'm sorry, Max. It's the way the cookie crumbles. How could you? <laughs> no, she, she wanted sure me to root for the Dodgers. She's still out there somewhere. And she would say, Max, let's go Dodgers. She didn't really know how to say Dodgers. Um, and so I liked the Dodgers as a young child. And it was just a, a sword, you know, it was a, a, then, a thorn in my relationship with my family for years to come. And then you grew up and chose the right team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care that much about baseball but i feel like if i had to like pick a team to root for i'd pick the pittsburgh pirates just for how silly they are they are silly and they had those cool like they have cool peas they have the cool pee? hats the cool peas they got cool peepees what can i say um they got cool peas cool hats i love these they have the old star and sort of the like the like military hats i don't yeah. know how to describe them but they were like taller and they look like something that like a dictator might wear also the nerve of a virtually landlocked city to choose pirates as their team and mascot there's a lake there's a lake maybe a river that's not enough there maybe a river there is excuse me there is a how many rivers are there three whatever It doesn't fucking matter. There weren't pirates in Pittsburgh pirates. ever. Blackbeard did not scour Pittsburgh at any point in history. He might have. I don't think so. Probably did. He came into town for the pirate gala. <laughs> they used to host it well, there. Like, Can you imagine they'd have valets for the pirate ships? And all the pirates would be in tuxedos, like, coming out. They'd oh, I thought men- they'd be in pirate car. Nah, they'd, they'd be... They're, frilly they'd, cravats. Their hair and beards would be all nutty, but they'd just be in their nice tuxes that go into a big that's very gentleman's quarterly of them uh gentleman's quarterly My anyway own. anything else going um, on she facetimed her daughter to say good night and she figured out you could make your faces into animal faces on iphones i don't like that yeah she that said it really look she like said that. it freaked her out oh that was her daughter not her oh yeah so her daughter's messing, messing with mom also laura dern has a cow friend it's a lovely looking cow. Yeah, friend. it's a little chocolate cow. Looks like it's just walking around. I think she's still on set, maybe, for Jurassic World 4, whatever. Ooh, that cow's gonna get eaten by a fucking dinosaur. Either that, or this time. It's cows. <laughs> this time it's cows. No, I was gonna say they were like using cows as like the CGI dummies and they were gonna dinosaur over them, but I think it's funnier. Imagine if they did that and then they released a cut where they didn't do any of the CGI and it's just cows. Just cows. Just cows. <laughs> That'd be so wonderful. Laura Dern like snot sobbing in an upside down Jeep and you just see like cows like snooting the windows. <laughs> <Looking up>. mm. <laughs> this is a better movie. That really sounds good. Killer cows. 
Or like a movie. Wait, they're killers? No, they're just cows. A movie where in the universe everyone is mortally afraid of cows, right. but the cows are just cows. Just cows. Just cows. The movie's gonna be called Jurassic World 3, Just Cows. <laughs> oh. Oops, all cows. Oops, but there's a moo. Moops. Ah, yeah, baby, we did it again. <laughs> Hollywood, I like my check made out to me. <laughs> Max can have some of it. But this week is not oh. about Jurassic Park. No. Despite it being probably a more frightening Lordern piece. But... So the year is 1989. I have not been born yet. The date, October 29th. The channel, Showtime. The producer, Shelley Duvall. I love that. Shelley oh. Duvall, at this point a emotionally and mentally unraveling woman, is tasked with making Nightmare Classics, a retelling of classic horror stories and turning, including The Turning of the Key, or The Turning True, of the screw, screw, which is what The, the Haunting of Hill House of is based on. Screw. That's not right, and you know it. So here we are, Nightmare Classics. Which, by the way, my favorite part of Nightmare Classics was, in fact, the Nightmare Classics logo. Ooh, that is good. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, we'll Ooh, post I a picture. That on it's it. really angular. I... It looks scarier than the show was. If I can get that on a shirt... I'll just send that to you. Forget. No, I'm going to take a bad picture off the screen okay. of your computer. Like an adult. <laughs> You're wise beyond your years. I've been told that. That's something my dad would do. Three times. Also, I just remembered I wanted to play a game later. And I'm going to write it down. Oh. Everyone, everyone will listen while Nick and I play Boggle. In true Peggy Hill fashion. <laughs> By the way, I've been watching so much King of the Hill lately, it's kind of a problem. Well, that's not the segment we're doing right no, now. No, I'm just saying. That's a different I'm, segment. I'm trying to get help, Max. <laughs> I learned it from watching you, Dad. Okay. So, what, what'd you think of this thing? Um, I will say, and this is an entirely unrehearsed line that I did not already share with you, that... When it comes to film adaptations of Robert Louis Stevenson literature, this is no Muppet Treasure Island. I'm looking out the rainy window like an Alzheimer patient, remembering a sunny Maine day in 1943. <laughs> that is good. I laughed last night. I'm not going to laugh now. Thank you. As long as the listeners know uh, that you Honestly, did, though, that movie fucks. That movie's amazing. That, that was one of my favorite movies as a child. One. I, I wanted uh, to be a, just a, a regular boy with Muppet friends. I think that was one of the last Muppet movies Jim Henson worked on. I don't know for sure though. I would Man. ask you. Also, if I it stars movie. Tim Curry. Tim Curry, an amazing one of my favorite humans to act with Muppets. Yeah, my first is probably Michael Caine, then Tim Curry, then several hundred Muppet Show guests. And then uh, the guy from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Jason Siegel. No, he's pretty good. I liked that He one. is good. I'm that just being was, mean was because a, it's a, breath of a pop. In the Muppet fan community, it's a popular thing to make fun of him. But also, he's is pretty it? good. I mean, I don't... I assume I, so. There's definitely like a line of people. It's the same kind of people that would be like, I hate the prequels of Star right. Wars. Or like, I would also say like, why are women in Star Wars now? Like, I feel like right. it's the same. Or like, the Beatles are overrated. Yeah. Like, you're either, you're either a Beatles guy or a Elvis guy. By the way, what was with everyone dressing as her this year? Uh, as who? The girl from uh, b- 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 Pulp Fiction. 
I saw, like, within Instagram and even at the bar I was working, like, I saw multiple people, and it seemed like an odd poll. I saw none, and I was, in fact, at the I mean, bar I, only saw, I only saw one at the bar, but still, I saw one there, Instagram was like, I saw at least 12. Really? Online. Well, that's just the, the I guess circles pulp, you're swimming it's in. the year Mickey for boy. Pulp Fiction. It's an easy one, it frankly, is. and it's, it's one where... <laughs> You can. You need a wig and fake blood. I mean, you do. And need, you have a costume. You need heroin. And also <laughs> I mean, I heroin. guess. I guess we are less than three miles from the Walmart of heroin, as New York Times calls it. <laughs> what is that? Is that Kensington? Kensington? Yeah. The Walmart of heroin. Okay, we'll get back to the dirt. Yeah, thing in if a Walmart minute. was outside. If you want, <laughs> I don't know if you've been watching the news, but a good chunk of Walmart <laughs> is now outside in Philadelphia. Um. So there was this, I was in a photojournalism class and we learned about it. <laughs> I went to college. Anyway, um, the New York Times basically just dropped a photographer in. He took a bunch of photos of people like using, dealing, like the scourge of heroin mm-hmm. on Kensington. He really didn't like do any community outreach. He just like took pictures left and he wrote this awful story about like how bad that heroin is. is. It's basically just like, eh, look how bad it is and not like, here's how not to fix like- it. Yeah, he, like, parachuted in, left, and then he called it the Walmart of heroin, and everyone was mad about really? it. Really? Yeah. The photojournalist? Yeah. And I think that's, he, like, he might have been profound dehumanization oh, for, for from sure. a photojournalist. That's but he, like, did that, and then, like, sold it for a lot of money, and yeah. everyone was like, that's kind of fucked that's up, That's a dude. little fucked. That's, like, that's, like, Victorian-era anthropologists. It's, like, they, they go to Africa <laughs> and be like... <laughs> Look at these Omas people. But Intriguing. Fr- but phrenology, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the skull feel like? Oh, God. Going to a zoo before 1920. <laughs> Bad idea. Don't go. Even now, zoos zoos bother the fuck out of me. Oh. I thought you meant like they still had people in zoos, and I was like, I don't know. No, no, the animals. Yeah, the Philly Zoo. By the way, I think, did I tell you about my spooky zoo experience? I promise. We'll get back to Dern. You're lucky it's still a Halloween episode. I know. It wasn't really spooky, but it was weird. So it was the other day, after um, the police in Philadelphia killed a black man, and I was driving to work. I passed the zoo, because I usually pass the zoo, and I go from like the rear of the zoo to the front, because that's the way I go to work, and I saw what looked like a horse trailer, but it was big. Like, big, big. Like an elephant trailer. No, it was like... Yeah. An elephant... Not a draft, but definitely an elephant. Just pulled up to the back entrance, and the gate was open. I couldn't see any animals. But there were these, like, people that clearly work for the zoo, like they were in, like, dark green jumpsuits. And there was this one guy wearing, like, safari khaki colors who clearly owned the trailer. And that's all I saw, and I kept driving. And I've been, that has dug into my brain ever since. I want to know what happened. Was he buying an elephant? Was he selling an elephant? My immediate theory was, oh, maybe when there's unrest in the city, they move the elephants to somewhere else. And I don't know why. (laughs) What if the protesters get our elephants? The the disaster recovery plan of the zoo. And then I I mean, there must be things like that. I mean, yeah, but I I, I feel like COVID happened. I remember that being uh, like a unique circumstance of like closed zoos still having to tend to all these animals and such. I mean, I feel like stuff would really have to get bad for the zoo to be like, okay, we need to get the elephants. We need to move out. No, no, we're gonna take the elephant. We're gonna. Oh my god! We're gonna be Hannibal going over the Alps, fucking up the Romans. That'd be tight. Let's. You want to protest? You want to fight back? Elephants. I'm just imagining. Get your hands on one of those bad boys. 
I'm imagining them clearing out the whole zoo, and, like, for the elephants, they have the big trailers, but then there's just, like, mini coopers pulling those little U-Hauls that have, like, three of the reptile house exhibits or something like that. <laughs> like, each animal gets its own trailer. That'd yeah. be hilarious. Um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, there's a Greek riot dog that came to yes, the like, being, like, like on, on the front lines yeah, of some like intense protests and, and biting cops. We're gonna do that, but ours will be an elephant. That... Could you? That would be that would be the ultimate meme to cap off Philadelphia in twenty twenty. <laughs> we steal an elephant and use it to protest. But I feel like it's too whimsical and not dirty enough to be Philly. Lion, we'll steal a fucking lion, man. I feel like if if we somehow incorporated the elephant feces into this mm. operation, would perhaps give I mean, it that that Philadelphia edge. Just looking. Imagine for. we break into the fresh grocer by Temple with an elephant. It's just eating lettuce. <laughs> That's how they do. God, that'd be so good, man. So, Jekyll and Oh Hyde. right, we have to talk about this. Okay, so I found it on YouTube. And when I opened the link, it said an hour and 46 minutes, and I was like, what? And then I looked it up. It takes 40, 54 minutes to read the book. And I was just like, what is happening? And then I realized it's only like an hour. But still, that going in, I was upset about that. Yeah. And it took me half an hour to realize, oh, considering the point in the story, this is not going to be almost two hours. Right. I was also really wondering, how do you stretch Jekyll and Hyde out to two hours? Because... I think you could. Though. I mean, you I could, think... but I think it would have to be good. Like this isn't right. good. This is like not if you good. were making a large budget like Universal monster yeah. movie of this with this like is... Matthew McConaughey as Jekyll and right. Hyde, which would be fucking cool. Wait, no, uh, who? You'd have to get two different people. I th- oh, would it no, be? No, I think by definition you've got to get the same I'm... person. But it'd be so cool. I don't think. I think Matthew McConaughey would be a uh, candidate. I, re- for sure. I, re- I regret saying that now because all I can think of is. But him. I'd prefer like a John C. Riley. Yes. John C. Riley, him. Who else? Who could be a good Jekyll Hyde? I feel like for some reason, like thin. Well, so there are two. Let's get into the story a little bit. <laughs> yes. Um, in case people are unfamiliar. Uh, so, Dr. Jekyll is a scientist and he's and a, he's a little wiener yeah this he is, is a cuck boy he's a dweeb his hair's all scuffed he, up he wears glasses he's a dweeb he, dweeb he has a crush on a girl at a party and it it's it's so much a reflection of like a high school party but it's like the but high society adults high society of london yeah and his friend's like just fucking talk to her man and he's like Ming, i'm gonna go work on my studies yeah he's just a little wiener and he's a goody goody also laura dern plays this lady yeah and she's so done up she looks like um like um oh uh, what's that hello dolly like so yes. like extra like, like red, big hair bright dress. red victorian dress like she looks hair. like the madam of a whorehouse by the yes. way there is a madam we'll get, we'll get to her i was so happy we'll get there so and so jekyll's just a little little wiener absolute just yes he's a shrimp he he is real i was gonna say real life dexter from dexter's laboratory but i guess dexter was cooler than him yeah which says something about this character yeah um so he he's just a little wiener and his studies are devoted to kind of like proto-psychology like you know this is before psychology was a thing at all but 
the premise is that this doctor is trying to research kind of how to identify or harness or isolate good versus evil in the human brain. Yeah, and he... this this feels like the kind of guy that would like weigh a corpse when it dies to see if the soul leaves. <laughs> it's like there's there's science. You could see how they might think it's science. <laughs> this is this is what you might call lowercase science. <laughs> science with a lowercase s. Uh, and so effectively, he makes a potion that he hopes will make him good. Let me be very clear. If this were real science, we would use the word serum. But as yeah. it is not, it is potion. Yeah, it's Victorian. Ah, they yes. were still leeching people. He, yes, he, they still leech people today. Yeah, but they only do it when they like should be leeching Yeah, you're people. right. <laughs> they don't just do it for fun. For everything. Uh, your, your kid's leg's falling off. Leech it. <laughs> Strap a couple leeches on that nub. <laughs> Throw the leech That'll feed bag the on. Oh, God. Oh, uh, uh, anyway, then he takes the potion, because he cannot, he understands there's risk in this creation of his, uh, and then he must take it himself, and it makes him cool, yeah. and then he fucks hard. And, uh, when And then he goes a little overboard with that, what? he doesn't quite dial it back, <laughs> then he, like, murders a virgin We'll more. get there, we'll, like, there's some more in there, But first at first all. he's just, like, a cool dude who learned how to fuck good. Yeah, I mean... First of all, when you transform into your cooler self, as Urkel did... Right, there's a in classic that... <laughs> Stefan... Yes. Stefan! You know, the other Stephane week I was talking Arkel. to someone about this, and we were, I couldn't remember what Cool Urkel was called. Yeah. But yeah, as it happens when you turn into Cool Urkel, the canonical term... Um, Glasses? Yeah. See ya. Glasses gone, you lose your doctorate, you're just Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Cool Urkel. Because um, doctors are dorks. They are. I like when he's talk. he's like doing a little soliloquy to himself as he holds his potion in his apothecary jar in the air, and he's talking about the do- how to open the dormant part of the mind, and all I could think of was like, oh, so he's just inventing DMT. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's Victorian-era Timothy Leary. He's, yeah, it's great. He's gonna um, ride a bicycle. And, and the, other, the other clear uh, signifier of cool bad boy transformation, slick back hair. Oh, you slick got back it. hair is good on anyone. Yeah. It's if you want a little more bad boy energy, if you're, so if you're the kind of guy, if you're like a Dr. Jekyll, the little, the scrawny little dweeb at the beach who like, if they're just muscular dudes kicking sand in your face uh, while they have beach babes on each arm, like, and you don't want that, um, slick your hair back, one, two, yeah. go to whorehouses. Yeah, and um, order four prostitutes. Four at once. Order prostitutes like you are high at Taco Bell and ordering like the dollar <laughs> menu. That one, that one, this the, one, the, that one. This the really was the big, too. the like slapping your dick on the table of the oh, whorehouse. Yeah, he, he, so uh, Jekyll just, he, Jekyll, or excuse me, Hyde, the cool one, he, he just, he takes what he wants. Yeah, the, he goes to a party he, with, um, um, Dr. Jekyll's assistant. Yes, and he's like, you look familiar. And he's like, do you know Dr. Jekyll? He's like, Dr. Jekyll's a little wiener. He's a drip. He's like, and I'll then, show you how to fuck. And then he, yeah, he's basically like, who do you want to date? And he just points at a girl like, you want her? <laughs> and he's like, she's clearly with someone. And he gets mad when he's drunk. And Jekyll and Hyde is like, ah, fuck that. And then he just fights him. Yeah, Hyde is, is sort of an id, uh, a 
a conquer, a if, take. If Niles take from Frasier was a sociopath, it I assumed he, I haven't watched the show much, but he's not. No, or a different kind of sociopath. Yes, okay. he were a dangerous yeah. sociopath. He's more of just a ninny boy in the <laughs> show. A ninny boy. He's, which, frankly, kind of some Dr. Jekyll energy. Yeah, he does. This, <laughs> if, if Niles turned into Hyde, but physically did not change, it would be that. Yeah. Because he looks amazingly like David Hyde Pierce when he is all hided up. It's true, yeah. Um... So yeah, like he, at first everyone's like, oh, who's this, this new man about town who's just like, just like, I fucking everybody and getting what he wants and like swinging around a pimp cane. Um, but then, right, is, is there too much of a good thing, right? He's no, harn- <laughs> no such thing. More, more of a good thing is what you more need. More of a good thing. Yeah. So he, he takes it up a notch, right, from just being a uh, cool playboy he goes from cool playboy to maybe a bit further, um, which is uh, just whore murderer. Yeah, he... Okay, so, whorehouse. Madam of whorehouse. Played by the woman who plays the slutty one from the Golden Girls. Oh, I didn't even... Oh, that's why I was excited. I didn't put that all together. And she's I doing a really whore. bad French <laughs> accent. <laughs> Madam. It's, I, you know, someone told me her name last night because I was talking about this and now I can't remember it, but she's in it. She's great. Blanche. 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 And it's funny that she plays the slutty one on the show and the slutty one in this. Almost like they came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because they did. Oh, Rue McClanahan. That's right. Rue. Rue. She is a fine Rue. Rue, Rue, Rue. Something I did notice. This has um, Sprinkle some flour on her, you know what I'm saying? You stop that. You gotta stir for at least an hour. Um... The score at certain points was very Beetlejuicy, like that disjointed, like yeah, um, like, like sharp, violin, sharp like strings. staccato, as you might call it. Thank you. I went to school. This is a music podcast. <laughs> it is music theory, baby. But yeah, okay. Then uh, he does. He he hasn't quite murdered a whore yet, but he's becoming interested in Laura Dern, who um, Jekyll is infatuated with. Also, can we talk about the fact that Jekyll is so much of a cooler name for an evil person than Hyde? Right. Jekyll is... Dr. Jekyll. Like, that's evil. Hyde is just like, hi, Hyde Park on Hudson. Jekyll Jekyll is a perfect evil name. Or if you were like a racist crow cartoon (laughs) character. character (laughs) That, in fact, would be a good name for that. But yeah, so he's like, uh, Hyde figures out like, oh, my other half loves Laura Dern. Then when he's unhided, he's he they talk and Lord Dern's like, I have a crush on you actually and he's like woo, woo, woo. And then he goes back to being cool and Hyde is all he goes to this he goes to her house and like beats up her dad and throws money at him because they're having a charity ball and he's like, I'm coming and he not coming like coming, but coming like coming. And then he throws money <laughs> and um, throws jizz at him. And then, then he kills a prostitute, he kills a virgin. Right. Love Which it. by the way Yes. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to Buzz past the killing a virgin thing. No, no, no. Well, I'm I'm gonna like retreat before that. So we meet this character. Character. I have questioned. I question the um the business sense of this decision to run a brothel. Yes. And have a virgin. On who who like basically at first hides like I want her and the madam's like. Oh, she's being sick. Like, you can't have her. I mean... Because she's pure? Like, 
Even bars How keep much, a, bars keep a nice whiskey that no one ever gets, but like it's there. That's it looks true. nice. It's true. It's sort of like a, a high dollar, yeah, high dollar item on the menu. And I suppose we do learn that he then just throws money at her, and she's like, "Fine, yeah, <laughs> yeah." But it's like not that one. It's like, well, why? Why is she here? Maybe I don't know. She's just here. She looks good. She brings in the business. Okay, and, you know, right. I don't know if you know this, but when men are horny, they will take whatever they can get. Like, if you can bait a man with a virgin and then, like, throw a uh, Rachel at her or whatever. Sure. By the way, Rachel is just coincidentally the name of my roommate. That's, <laughs> I I, that's the first... <laughs> Rachel is not a prostitute. I was just thinking of a prostitute name. Shots fired. <laughs> she does not she, listen she, to this. She's not a prostitute. <laughs> but she just yeah. sounds like one. No. What's a good prostitute name? I'm sorry, Rachel. Rachel? I don't know. Is this- <laughs> There was a, there's an R name, a good R name for a prostitute, and it's just evading me right now. Rezabel. Yeah, let's go with that. So. Rachel. I'm going to tell her you called her a whore. You stop that. Okay. A little quote from this movie I think you might like to hear. Whore's bodies are made to be bruised in a loving way. That's a quote. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus. you choke on that one. I kind of miss. I missed that line. Yeah, that's what he says when, because um, the Rue McClanahan, <laughs> famous woman, is saying like, "Last time you were here and you bought four women from me, you were a little rough with them." And then he says that, and I'm like, at that point, I was like, "Something bad's gonna happen right now." Yep. And he goes on to strangle a nice young lady to death with. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it like a rope? Like the the bed hanger, like the four poster bed, the four poster ro- yeah. rope or something, yeah. Which is why they don't have four poster beds anymore. Too many virgin stranglings. <laughs> One too many virgins died on those beds. Yeah, and then um, and that's it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like it's not like, and then Hyde is defeated and Jekyll's goodness wins. Does he go? Quite the contrary. He goes to his own house, right, and then Dern comes. And Hyde is all like, I have to kill you now. And then Jekyll oh, comes right. through and Jekyll's he's like, like run, run, run. And then he like throws a bottle and it explodes or some shit. I don't yeah. know. And then he's Dern, Dern comes to, she apparently, you know, something's wrong with Jekyll and uh, he's obsessed with her. So she's the only one who can save him. But I wrote something down that I think is very telling. Um, saving someone you love from a monster within yourself that you created is not... A heroic act. No. <laughs> Not I was watching yes. this and that's all I could think. Like, I get they're trying to make him the hero still, but like, no. He did this. <laughs> he did all of that. I, I, yeah, I uh... take issue with, with sort of the themes being presented here, which is, it's kind of incel energy. Yeah. It, it mistakes or it conflates goodness with shyness and confidence with badness. Which is a very sort of Victorian Protestant thing to do, where like we, because one thing we didn't get into is that with Jekyll, you you learn early on he's he's a total wiener, but he's a he's all about goodness, right? He's motivated by doing good and discovering good, and cons- he is noble in his in his goodness, um, and it sort of equates him being a little scared wiener who won't talk to Dern even though he wants to with that goodness. And then Hyde's badness is like basically defined by his confidence 
and his <laughs> ability to be like, hey, I want, I want to go chat up that woman. Like, he's going to do that. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's... But it equates those two, and it suggests that, like, the bookish scientist goody-goody is, like, good because he's a loser, almost. Huh. It's a strange... It's just equating things that are not equal. Like, the good person here, if they want to get laid more, if they want to talk to Dern, well, then be a good person, be motivated by Dern, and, like, slick your hair back. I get, yeah, man, I don't know. And I don't, I've never read the book. You said you can, you can read the book. It's very short, like in an hour. It, it's a short I, story. I think, yeah, I don't, I think it's a novletta. That's not how you say that. Novella? Or, shut up. It's a novletta. A novelletita? I'm an idiot. One time, I'm Italian, by the way. I, I was at an Italian restaurant. We were ordering and we were getting some like meat to start. And I could, I, for some reason, completely blanked. And I could not say the word prosciutto. And I was just like, proghetto. Uh, Proscuto. And then our waiter, who introduced himself by saying, let's dance, <laughs> when we were ready to order. Which, by the way, is probably Nick's favorite thing he's ever experienced oh, in his life. Me and my friend Emily are famous. Every, anytime we go out to eat, we get insane wait staff. Like, the people that help us say the craziest things to us, like, we're not real people, and every time it happens, I'm like, what is Let's life? Dance. Did they, like, swivel over and, like, pop in front no, of you but and, like, put I, their hands on the table? And this, say, Let's dance. this might be a created memory, but I'm pretty sure he wiggled his shoulders a little. He's like, oh, let's dance. It was actually at the Italian restaurant in the um, Divine Lorraine. Oh, very good. And then we went to see John Waters speak. At Union Transfer. This is Nick's favorite day. It was pretty good. We went to a thrift store before that. I bought a, a large f- fake ceramic clown marionette that sits on a swing, which now lives in a coffin in my bedroom. What What's the fake part? What is fake describe? I mean, there? it looks like it's a marionette, but it's really just a statue. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But yeah, it uh, lives in a coffin now because I, it's haunting. That's where clowns And I have nowhere to hang it. That's where they belong, in the little coffin. Uh, one day I want to send that coffin down a river with the clown in it and just hope some kid finds you it. You set it on fire though, right? No. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, uh, that's true. You don't, you don't want it to... Yeah. It would be fun to kind of Viking funeral it. Like a flaming arrow. <laughs> yeah. But as long... No matter what, a, a young child needs to be traumatized for life. Exactly. So yeah, we were reading the noveletta about Perguto and... Yeah, 54 minutes, supposedly. I don't I know. Did, I didn't realize it was that short, because I, I think it's such... It'd be... I want a long... I want a good two and a half hour oh, serious drama with I don't know Matthew about McConaughey. Two and a half hours. Two, uh, 210. I want 210. I want to get into it. Because I do think... Right, the premise is cool. Like, sure, these, like, these yeah. are interesting themes. I feel like you could do something like, better with it than just sex. <laughs> right. That it's that That's basically all... And it's kind of the, I guess, the idea of, like, what would you do with infinite power? And it's like, it corrupts, and it's like, oh, maybe you'd be an evil rapist. And that's sort of, that's the idea, is that we all, we all have evil inside of us. And I think that's kind of dull. Yeah. Like, it's sort of a scapegoat. It's like, okay, sure. Cool. (laughs) But, like, then why aren't, like, why does that matter? If there is some plausible scenario where every fucking nerdy ass science dork, like would would be like a rapist given the chance, like 
it, it's not relevant to reality if that's not what they're doing. I mean, this potion isn't real. Einstein didn't wear socks famously because he knew if he did, it would be too much power. <laughs> Einstein also fucked like a champ. Oh, yeah. My God, that man was hanging dong. So, wait, ah, oh, there was... Let me write down this name so I don't forget to talk about it. Good. Um... I'm really curious about the book, because, like, I wonder if sex is the big thing, if, like, going to whorehouses, killing a virgin. I feel like that's probably I think in the book. And also, I'm really curious about the ending, because I've seen other depictions of this story, and it, I don't think the ones I've seen ended with him killing himself. And also, a lot of the other ones I see, like, it's he he's played up as more of a monster. Like, when he is high, right. he is Words. literally, like, a Monstrous sniveling, figure. conniving, like, like gremlin-looking dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, in Page Master, as we were talking about earlier, which you did not like, and I love, no. um, there is a pretty sure depiction of this, where when he takes the potion, he, like, he, like, is gargling, he's on the ground, and he's, like, out of sight, and he comes back, and he's, like, like, awful-looking man, mm -hmm. and I think he's just, like, I don't know, he obviously doesn't kill a virgin in that kid's movie, but, you know, I'm just curious, different versions of this. Yeah, and it's I, weird. I never read it. It's a I... kooky tale. I did read Treasure Island as a young kid, and, yeah, I, and I quite liked that. And I, I know this is regarded as a classic, so I, I don't mean to take away from the book without having read it. But maybe I feel the same way about the book. <laughs> These just feel a little, like, dated or wrong <laughs> they, they are quite old stories. <laughs> they are old stories. Um, I do know it mainly from the, the Who song, would give me the most familiarity. The Who had the song called... Dr. Jimmy and Mr. Jim hmm. from the album Quadrophenia, which is a, a wonderful album dealing with split personality and um, alienation. And it's basically the, the song is he... In that, the transition from Dr. Jimmy to Mr. Jim is just a, a drinking, drug-taking, rapist man who'll do anything he wants. So that does, in fact, seem to be the... Just hide being this this extreme expression of id and power over others and taking what they want with no regard for the humanity of others seems to be i guess what's the gist you know i do have to say this was a way better spooky thing than uh blue velvet wow yes nick's I... nick's throwing shots i'm just saying like that I don't know. I yeah. should I should have done research because Blue Velvet isn't scary at all. Yeah. Beyond the fact that it's a not great David Lynch movie, but like yeah. this is at least like at least the idea. The it's got heart. It's got like spooky spirit. Right. It's just sort of boring. It's like yeah. a I mean a be, it's it's a very plain telling of a period piece. Yeah. Right? Like it's 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 not it's not bringing anything new to a story. It's just, this is a Victorian story, and we are a, a show that's going to depict a Victorian story. And that's fine, but, like, where are the Muppets? <laughs> right? Like, spice things up. This would be better with the Muppets. Mm -hmm. I wish the Muppets would do who more Who would be stuff Muppets, like and who would Oh. Well, I, think, I think Hyde Muppet, virgin whore that he kills, human. I hate you so much. Ah, uh, well, I feel like you'd have to you'd have to do Jekyll would be a human, Hyde would be a Hyde Muppet. Hyde would be a Muppet, yeah. And then, I don't even... I feel like <laughs> Jekyll could, is the only person that could be a human in the whole story. Everyone else would have to be a Muppet. 
Who would ah? Uh, who would the um hide Muppet be though? Would it animal? Would it have to be a, an actual Muppet? Oh, I mean, think thinking about Guns animals, it'd be cool to see animal being like a rapist. I guess it'll he would just be himself when he was Jekyll, but when he became Hyde, he'd be all slicked back. <laughs> His hair would be really neat, and he'd just be very like um eloquent. Yes. Very measured. Mm-hmm. Or you could do a human and then it turns into like sweet Sweetums. Who's Sweetums? He's the big guy, like the walk around Muppet, like the head, yes, like covered in rags. He's the, in the original Muppet movie, he's the one that works at the car dealership Sweetums? and he chases them the whole movie. Muppets. Sweetums. Oh yeah, the big, that's its name? I love that game. I mean, I guess it depends if you want to play it as a monster or as like a slicked back like right. debonair. Because there's that like kind of like gay Vincent Price monster Muppet. Yep. That could do very good. Mm-hmm. He would be in it regardless. If not for that, he'd, he'd be, be like... He'd be the, the narrator. He'd be the... Oh, he... Yes, he's done that before. He's yeah. good. Uh, so, why do you think this series didn't succeed? Um, I... Like, nothing would have compelled me to tune in. <laughs> Right, like, oh, Sunday night on Showtime. Get ready for a classic horror tale of epic proportions. Like, I don't know, it's just, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, watching a YouTube, like a low-quality YouTube vid didn't help that. It might have felt a little more engaging, like, actually on Showtime, once upon a time. Um, but maybe it just failed because Shelley Duvall went nuts. I was thinking, when I first started thinking about, like, the whole... Because they made, like, four episodes. That's not a lot. No. I was thinking about, like, oh, maybe because, like, Shelley Duvall was involved and she was famously, like, losing her grip on reality at this point in her life, and still is. And maybe that was why. And then I realized, oh, Showtime... Which is so sad, by the it way. It is, I yeah. It's sad that she was broken by the world, and mm-hmm. namely Stanley Kubrick. But, yeah. whatever. Um, to make an o- overrated horror film, no yeah. less. Um, and, uh, what's-his-face is now just a ball of an old man. Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Oh, sad. Yeah. Oh, well. But... But we'll always have olive oil. True. Anyway, I was thinking about it. I just looked off for a second thinking about the Popeye movie. (laughs) Um, they did this a lot. First of all, this wasn't great. Drove... No. No, no, actress is insane. We're just on Showtime right now. So, like, this isn't great. It definitely has, like, a good vibe of, like, a thing you would watch in, like, middle school English class. Yes. Like, you're, you're, oh, you're absolutely. like, the cool older English teacher who's, like, you know, he makes little old man jokes and, like, the cool kids laugh. Yeah, you roll in the, the TV yeah. cart. But, like, VCR. it's not good. But then, like, Showtime also made, they've done this before. They did a horror anthology with, um. Did they do Tales from the Crypt? No. Oh, okay. That was HBO, I think. Okay. But they did um, Body Bags, if you've ever seen it. Unfamiliar. It is a John Carpenter hosted. He plays like a crypt keeper. He's like a... He works in a morgue and he's a corpse and he's wearing like the oh, scrubs. Cool. And he's a cool like He's just being himself and he's like cool and spooky. Yeah. And he like introduces three short films. And it was going to be a whole series, but they only ever made one. So yeah, uh, Showtime just does this. They make one spooky thing that could be cool and then they uh, fuck off and stop doing it and make weeds or whatever yeah because they and, did and make both both of those weeds. things happen like this and body bags both happen at like the same time and just interesting although body bags is admitted admittedly so much better than this yeah i wonder if right if this was a problem with this show for the other three episodes 
Um, I don't know. I don't. I've never heard of this, and we'll oh. never oh. cross paths no, with this again. This is this is the type of right. Our our listeners don't understand that there are certain things that humans will not experience unless you like are on a completely arbitrary pursuit to do this. So sometimes, like, yeah, maybe you've seen Blue Velvet. Of course, you've seen Jurassic Park, but nobody. Who's the last person to click on that YouTube video and watch for 45 minutes of 1988's Nightmare Classics? Yeah. Right, um, none. This, this is the kind of thing you put on a golden plate and shoot at the sun. It's worth yeah. <laughs> it. Exactly right. Um, and it's basically because it was just boring. Yeah. It wasn't. And that might be my own sensibilities or lack thereof regarding Victorian... I think it it needs to be really good to make it engaging because I think it's like um, an aesthetic, a style that can that boring is kind of the first is like the default setting. I mean, like, I... like Doctor <sighs> Jekyll's the default setting. You know, yeah. it's like proper and, and takes itself seriously. Um, also, I love it. The I forgot to mention this at the beginning. He's getting like mildly ghostbustered, where like the guy from the school is like, "We need to start seeing results, or you're gonna be out of yep. here." Yeah, and I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, that was I didn't know they did that shit back then. <laughs> Jobs on the line, Jekyll. <laughs> getting rustled by the bulls. Yeah, because he's not being taken seriously because he practices quackery. You've never worked in the private sector. They expect results. <laughs> I did uh, just stumble upon an old SNL sketch, as I want to do, um, where, who was it? Was it Bill Hader as um, Dr. Jekyll? And Ooh. it is revealed that he is, in fact, that as Mr. Hyde, he's like reporting on his findings. And what Mr. Hyde, the alter ego, seems to do is uh, meet, meet men for sex. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's all like... <laughs> His own secret ruse to be a closeted Victorian man. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it was pretty oh, good. I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah. Oh. I do have to say, of his realm of spooky sketches, the Vincent Price Halloween specials are high regard for Oh, me. top tier. Oh. Absolutely. The one with John Hamm. That might, was that the first one? I don't, I don't recall. The oh, John Hamm plays, like, some famous alcoholic man of Hollywood, and he's just like... He comes in and he's wearing a suit and Vincent Price is just like, um, you're supposed to wear a spaceman costume. And he's, and he's just like, ah, uh, too old fashioned. And Vincent Price is like, a spaceman? And he said, no, I had two old fashions and I couldn't open the box. That's very good. Um, yeah, so this is bad. Any other yeah. thoughts? Nah, man. How'd Dern do? What'd you learn about her? What'd I learn about Um... It's okay to like a bad boy because the good in him will kill himself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And no. you will suffer no lifelong traumas. And, I mean, realistically, experience. considering her age at this point, she had maybe ten good years left, so... <laughs> in Victorian times, she had, like, nah, a year right. and a half. <laughs> she, she was... She, she visibly was dying yes. in this movie. Um, realistically... You could see the leeches <laughs> under her dress. I don't even, like, she's just a prop in this movie. She's yeah. barely there. She's just dressed cool. She's just the object of his affection. Yeah, um, don't, 
don't date scientists, I guess is my lesson. Yeah. And like, oh, and he notes when he's describing, when Jekyll's describing his attraction, he says like, she has a mind as sharp as a scalpel. Like, she's like highly regarded, but none of that's shown. It's like, oh, but then she's just a prop. Like, yeah. Like, why are we going to take his word for it? Like, all, all she is to us is a babe. And she is. She is a babe. This is, this is babely, babe, this is, this scores high on the babely Durant scale. If your fetish is uh, Victorian women, mm-hmm. this is your thing. If you're into balloons, this is not your thing. Balloons? Yeah, like inflation stuff. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it <laughs> off mic. But if you're into inflation, this is the one. Inflation through Ooh. the roof. See these oh, gas that was, presses. That was a four. Um. Anyway, so Max, uh, want to get between our durns now that we're I'd, I'd love to. done talking about that nightmare. Absolutely. Um, well, I watched uh, quite a few films this week. Nice of, of varying quality. Um, I'll go. I'll take these from from my least favorite to most favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw three movies this last week. The f- first one, least favorite, um, would be Holidate. Holidate, a uh, a Netflix original, starring. Uh, I see you're leaning into the Christmas season hard. Em- Emma Roberts, <laughs> Julia Roberts' daughter. Very good. Um, as sort of, it's sort of this raunchy rom com, and it's her and this guy, and the premise is that like. She's sick of her mom, like, breathing down her neck about not having a boyfriend on the holidays. So she meets this this hot hunk, and they decide to be each other's holidays. And it's like, there'll be no feelings. We won't even fuck. We'll just be <laughs> dates together. And feelings happen. And perhaps even fucking happen. I don't mean to interrupt, but you describing this made me think of a very specific holiday movie that I don't think anyone acknowledges how awful it is. And it's I'm pretty sure it's called Holiday in Handcuffs. And basically, a woman, like, kidnaps a guy and makes him do that. Yes. And she, like, hand, like, it's that sounds really better. a terrible would, story of, like, human abduction. Having seen this movie, now I'd much rather watch it. And I'm pretty sure one. the woman in it is played by the girl that played Sabrina the Teenage Witch in that show. Ooh. Like, the original one. And I just, for some reason, I thought about You're how... talking f- about Melissa Joan Hart? Yeah. That's fucked up, though. Like, yeah. you just steal a man and make him be your date. Oh, Melissa Joan Hart, fun fact, she is an exhibitionist. She enjoys being in the nude. Look it up. Um, she was your old roommate. I wish. Um, can you imagine living with Clarissa? I would just, just get explain her... explain shit to me? Just get her to sign, like, headshots, and that's what everyone gets for Christmas every year. <laughs> <laughs> I have them ever number them? I choose to get a different number? I came within an inch of buying a Cameo this year. Cameo is the app mm-hmm. and service where you can get... <laughs> Get like B list. You can get D to lower end A list celebrities to basically just talk to you or send you a video message. message. I was just gonna get like a B lister to like list all the names of people I wanted to wish a happy holiday and just send everyone the video. (laughs) Like they all get one. Like Gilbert Godfrey just being like, "Hello, Merry Christmas too," and then like read twelve names. (laughs) That would be great next year. Um, Next. So holidays. Holidays. I, I love a good rom-com, right? Me too. I watched this movie by my lonesome. Some people I know Italians. don't like a good rom-com. I do. I like a good rom-com. And this one was serviceable. If you if you like 
just, you know, the if you like derivative if you just want to feel good and if you just want to if you want a like, simple one pot dinner, no fuss, this is the one. This is the one. It's fine. It had its moments. It was it like aims for raunchy more than some. Mm-hmm. Um, to varying effect, I'd say. Um, but I already forgot most of it. So <laughs> holiday, meh, C plus. Then I watched um, Eurovision. The song. What's the subtitle? Are you familiar with either the film or the song contest? I'm familiar. Eurovision song contest. I'm familiar the with the concept. I know saga. one one of the only real big bands to ever come out of it is ABBA. Correct. Re- like as far as like a nation, they are absolutely the biggest name. And uh, I know about the the show. I've never really seen it. I did not know there was a movie though. This is a movie. Is it like fictional? Will Ferrell and uh, Rachel McAdams. Okay. As a a Swedish. Brother and sister? Question mark. It's complicated. Oh, um, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a weird. I'm movie. getting Osman um, incest vibes. And from they this. are Icelandic hot. and weird and Icelandic hot. and like we love strange, weird, hot Icelandic people. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, our Icelandic listener, hello. Hey. Hey. Um. So this and they. It's their lifelong goal to perform in Eurovision Song Contest, which, if the listeners don't know, is the best thing that happens in the world every spring. And if you have not had the opportunity, um, what I would recommend, what I was introduced to Eurovision by a friend in San Diego who would have a party every year um, <laughs> to watch it. And we'd watch like whatever stream, like whatever weird Scandinavian stream we could get our hands on from the internet. And it's several hours of like, it's, it's all, all the songs, each country, it's kind of like the Olympics for songs for Europe. Like each country has their national song for the year and they all some have like an american idol-esque pathway to choose what that song is um but it's like soaring national like big grand sweeping hilarious electron sometimes electronic sometimes like the the variety of song it's so so funny (laughs) And you watch it, you start laughing. If you get introduced to Eurovision, you're like, this is the silliest, most ridiculous shit. But then you then you hear the song a second time, and then you're like, let's go, Albanians, you can do it. <laughs> and this you, is the year. You get attached whether you were planning to or not. So why are people from Albany um, in this contest? Okay, so this is where I take this hair tie. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Shoot Nick in the face with it. That was a, just such a dumb... I I don't know what to make of that. I'm gonna spray you with bleach. Stop! Don't do that. Don't say anything like that again. Oh, how man. dare you! This is our podcast, and you, you muddy it up with I mean, Albany. Um, just, Ugh, just before you say your favorite movie, I want to say I think we need to take the show in a different direction. Um, we need to uh, we need to work blue. We need to take the Howard Stern route. If you think you're our hottest listener, please email us and you will get on the air. Baba Booey! Baba Booey, Baba Booey! We want people... I'm not going to say it. And, and I we're going to every I, Wednesday oh, whip your dick out oh, and put no. a bumper sticker on your car. And that's what... Wait, you take it out and then put a bumper sticker on your car? I don't know how whip out Wednesday works. 
I, I just know it was, I was just about to say like maybe we should go back and listen to all of Howard Stern, but that would take that like, was the that rest was of Opie our and lives. Anthony, I believe. Oh, but it was if you had the bumper sticker, you could like win cash. But it was called Whip It Out Wednesday, so I think presumably there is some sort of entendre involved, um, suggesting that some might uh, bust out their erect penis and drop it on the table of the whorehouse and say, "Give me, give me the whole lot of them." Oh, the emails are in. It <laughs> looks like our hottest listener is Neil. <laughs> Neil, if you're out there, you're doing great. Keep on keeping on, buddy. Neil, uh, seriously. Uh, Neil, we love you. If you make it this far into the podcast, you, you my are, God, what are you doing with yourself? <laughs> you are sex incarnate. Way to go. My God. You are just the Mr. Rogers of our lives. Um, anyhow. Roy Rogers. Films, Roy Rogers. <laughs> you are the Roy the Rogers of our lives. Uh, Eurovision. Yes. So it was dumb and like these weird dumb characters that were like, there are a lot where it wasn't like, this isn't a good movie. But what was great the songs, the original soundtrack, it's, they nailed it. These sound like real Eurovision songs they got. It's Will Ferrell, but it's it's really the female singer who is an actual singer and not Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Um, who's, she's got pipes. I and mean, she was an actual Eurovision contestant recently. A fun fact I enjoy sharing with people that has been brought up to my attention might be false. Will Ferrell was trained professionally to be an opera singer. That sounds completely false. Although... Having seen this film, also and listened to the soundtrack... Another part of this fact that I'm starting to think might be false, but I've been saying it for literally ten years now, um, Mike Rowe also trained to be an opera singer. That part I know is true. Really? Yes. Okay, he so was originally here's a fun an fact, opera singer. Um, about Mike Rowe that's 100% true. He is a, a dirty Koch brothers shill. He sure is. He is an anti-union. He's backed by the Koch brothers and some other really gross people um, to push against unionization. Um, so that's sort of these sinister uh, lurkings behind, uh, you know, under the the veil of, oh, he's just a, a guy who does dirty jobs. He's a working man. As working men don't need good rights. As a man who has worked for a subsidiary of Walmart, I have seen quite a few anti-union videos, and I'm <laughs> bummed I never got to see any of his firsthand. Yeah. Um, it's a drag. May, imagine if we get a Laura Dern anti-union. Oh my like gosh. a target. That, if if <laughs> if that was video. if that was a thing, that would have to be the last one. Yeah. Like we're waiting for the end. That we're gonna watch that, do a whole episode, oh. and then we are switching formats to country western. <laughs> um. Eurovision. I'm gonna give it a B plus. The soundtrack nice. sucks so hard. The best movie I watched this last week. Um, by Taika Waititi, who we've talked about, oh. and still I'm not sure if we're pronouncing correctly. Love the name. But that is the writer creator of What We Do in the Shadows, which is a fantastic film. Um, what Flight of the Concords? Anything from New Zealand in the last. 10 years it's uh, it, the hobbit yeah correct um this was uh from i believe 2015 or 2016 hunt for the wilder people hmm. or perhaps wilder people i don't know how i don't know how those zo- this new zealand this was a wonderful film this is on netflix and it's about a couple who adopt a troubled youth um and the, we, we get introduced to them, the mother, or the, the, they, they call them aunt and uncle, effectively, but they're, they're a husband and wife duo who have adopted this boy, and 
the aunt is so just over the moon in love and wants, like, knows he's a troubled kid who's, like, had, you know, been in and out of foster care, blah, 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 like, has, has all sorts of issues. Um, and, but she just, like, wants to give him love, and he at first kind of resists that love, but then, still early in the film, still, like, 15 minutes into the movie, now he's, like, embracing it and super sweet, and you're like, oh, this is, like, super nice and loving, but you wonder where it's going to go from there because it already feels like they have, they're at their perfect resolution stage. And then she dies. And oh. Yeah. And then he's stuck with Uncle, who is not as thrilled to have this fucking kid around. And Uncle is a guy who I didn't know was from New Zealand. Jurassic Park's very own Sam Neill. Really? Yeah, he's a New Zealish. Interesting. He's one of them. He's a zealot. I believe they called them zealots. <laughs> That's pretty good. That can't be they real. should call them zealots. New zealots. Um, yeah, I didn't know he was from New Zealand. Me neither. That's he, he does a good, uh, just regular old American. Yeah. In JP. Uh, Jesus Christ. And so then it becomes, then it turns into like, now it's, they don't like each other. Uncle especially doesn't like him, but is kind of like stuck with this kid. But then they like, end up going on the run like they the the police think that he's kidnapped the boy and there's like sort of a comedy of errors that like just encourages them to keep going and they're both sort of like fuck all this life let's just like be bush people and they become outlaws and it's it it has a heart of gold it is deeply funny it is very original, and it grabs you. It doesn't take long to fall in love with it. This is a top tier. I'm giving it the A plus uh, movie of the week. For movie me. of the week. Two thumbs up. Both of them. Nice. Yeah. How about you? What's what you darning? Well, you know, it was the end of. I watched a spooky movie every day of October the entire month. It was exhausting. Do you do this every year? No, I, this year I was challenged by our mutual friend and podcaster, Tyler, oh. to do so. And I did. I watched 31 movies. It was a good time. What, were they, was it new stuff, stuff you were already uh, familiar with? I watched, I did some repeats, some of the old classics. I watched The Thing. I watched, um... John Carpenter, 1982. Very good. Best movie ever. Hi, how are you, The Thing, 1982. That's one of my favorite t-shirts I own. That? It's a Daniel, it looks like a Daniel Johnston illustration, and it's of the head monster, oh, like yeah, head crab, like... and it says, Hi, how are you, like the album, yeah. The Thing, 1982. <laughs> it, I was, I almost wore it today, I'm bummed That's I didn't. so cool. I'm actually wearing a really dumb Grateful Dead tee that I got on eBay when I was young. My parents think I'm in college, and it's like a tie-dye VW bus. The shirt <laughs> is worth more Jerry than the Bear. microphone now. But yep, that'll do it. Yep. Anyway, um, where was I? Uh, your spooky film. Yeah, you know, I yesterday watched Halloween to finish it, as I always do on Halloween. The the OG. Oh yes, the OG. Donald Pleasance, directed by, um, produced by Mohammed, something or another. Very good movie. Ben Love it. Salman. What was that? Ben Salman. Maybe I forget. Anyhow, no, great movie. It's the, the Prince of Saudi Arabia. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, you know, everyone's entitled to one good scare. Just one. Evil's come to your little town, Sheriff. And it's such a good movie. They do suspense so well. It's so cheap, yet so good. None of the pumpkins in it are real. Um, and the little hands you see in the beginning, 
doing all the Michael Myers killing are actually um, Dana... Dana Gould? No, I got it. Wish Dana... Um, um, John Carpenter's girlfriend right before production and then they broke up but she kept working on the films um, it was her hands because she had tiny little girl hands and she I she's the one that stabs the uh, his sister oh yeah. classic stabbing great movie great great movie um, but you know some others I watched um, The Autopsy of Jane Doe was one of them very good movie um, it has Bill Hicks who is also in Bill Cox sorry I was Bill Hicks. Bill Cox, who was also in Trick or Treat, which was my... uh, Bill Cox. Brian Cox? Brian Cox, yes. Uh, My penultimate film before Halloween was Trick or Treat, the 2007 film. The the kind of like mixed up, mashed up, anthology-ish story of a Halloween night and the character Sam, who is a large burlap-headed, pumpkin-headed child who wreaks havoc on those who are mean to kids on Halloween. Nice. Which I is, just watched something with Brian Cox in it. His when his voice came up in the movie, I was like, I know that voice, and he's been in everything. Yeah. But have you have you watched Succession? No, I have not. I Succession is one of my favorite shows that's still in existence. I feel you have mentioned it. Yeah, I, I believe I mentioned it on the pod. It's a good time to return to that. And frankly, it's my biggest fear in COVID times <laughs> is that we won't get a Succession season three. Like, one, he's old. That's true. He is 74. Brian Cox? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and, oh, Rushmore. I watched Rushmore this week. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's got God. That Brian Rushmore Cox. is so good. Rushmore is, I don't know that I ever saw the whole thing. I Or if I had, it was just as a 16-year-old, you know? Like, the, I didn't. The first time I saw it, it was a VHS copy I got at AIDS Thrift, and it was so beat up. And, like, the sound was off. Yeah. And then I finally saw, like, a real version. I was like, oh, this is good. It is, if any of our listeners have not seen Rushmore, Wes Anderson's second feature film, put Jason Schwartzman on the map. True. And I'd argue it's kind of his least, and maybe Bottle Rocket too. Both the early ones are, they're less Wes Anderson. Yeah. And, like, they were, like, like, aesthetic. Like, it's there. Before Wes went corporate. Right. Before, because Royal Tenenbaums, he really stepped up kind of the, the aesthetic of his of his direction. Um, and it's, it's fun. It's Jason Schwartzman's this rich prep school kid who sucks and is a selfish <laughs> asshole. Yeah. And it's great. And, like, that's it. And you're like, you think he's gonna, there are several times where you think he's gonna kind of, like, learn and become a better person and like in a roundabout way he kind of gets there but like largely he does not there's (laughs) there's something to be said about like a kid in a school who's like so keyed into everything and like knows everyone and like talks to the principal like he's better than him like i love that i crave that i crave being that and seeing that yes it's it's just an absolute delight um i was a uh and as accessory to the viewing of the Keenan and Kel Halloween episode, Halloween special rather, from their show that they had. How was it? I don't recall. Um, I'm sure I it was saw pretty it. good. There is a monkey who plays Stevie Wonder's superstition. Okay. Um, it's a the whole movie's a road trip. There's a haunted house. There's monsters. There's a headless dude. Pretty good. Milton Berle is in it. Really? Yes. He plays <laughs> just like a family's grandpa who like they were like on a road trip and they wound up at this castle because their car broke down so he's just there and he is famous for having a giant penis yeah 
biggest penis in Hollywood. One time, a younger cocky comedian who was left out of the story I heard, I believe on purpose, um, came up to him and basically said, like, let's have a dick measuring contest. And Milton Berle famously said, I'm only taking out enough to win. <laughs> and I think about that every day. And all I could think watching this is, like, do you think Keenan Thompson and him talked about it? Like... <laughs> I think Keenan was like, I've heard you have a large penis, and Milton Berle was like, thank you, and they shook hands. That's all I could think. I do, I still yeah. think about it. Like, the man was hanging dong. He was a moose. I don't know. Do we know that that's true, or might that I've, just be lore? No, I lore, think does it's... Does that go in the lore and belonging category? I, lore and belonging. I think it's true. I I have it on good authority that he was just... He had a beaver between his legs, just... See, that's usually a different thing. I imagine he keeps it on a spool. When I say beaver, I mean it was the size of a beaver. Yeah, I know. It's just no, a, I, I an understand. interesting choice. I know. <laughs> Look at Dick. Guy's got a dick like a beaver tail. <laughs> Long and flat. <laughs> flat. You know, they say if he focuses, he can slap it on the ground to scare off predators. <laughs> so... There's one more thing I want to do here today. It's uh, something I don't know if we played on air before. Two truths and a lie. Ooh, a classic tale. I've prepared my own because I was thinking about an experience I had. You realize you've given me a, a deeply unfair disadvantage. You don't have to play. Okay. I was just going to do it. I mean, uh, if you okay. want to think about it, you can. But okay. if, you if wanna, I get good ones, I'll do it. Do you want to do it next week? Maybe. Ooh, maybe. Okay, so two truths and a lie. Here we go. I interned for M. Night Shyamalan one summer in Philadelphia while I was studying film and communications. Okay, one. That is one. Okay. Jot these down so I can really parse them. You are not jotting them down. I can see in the reflection of your screen that you are fake typing. I'm actually typing. Okay, whatever. Um, Two, I have both met and kissed Alton Brown. Three, I... I once um, got to meet Chubby Checker, the original rock and roll icon, and see his amazingly tight pants and amazingly fake hair. And uh, those are my those are my things. I I feel pretty good about this one. <sighs> Go ahead. One, I know you, and we've talked at length for yeah dozens of hours at this point. Um, and I believe I recall a story of you meeting and kissing Alton Brown. I don't remember specifically, but I, I felt like there was a meet plus a something. Meet, a meet cute, if and you I will. And I feel like I would have remembered if it was like, uh, I gave him a job, but there was no, <laughs> no, that's a lie. Yep. We didn't kiss. I was, I, I met him outside of the Broadway theater he was performing <laughs> in. I reached down and just gave him a quick one. And he um, said, much appreciated. And, and Chubby Checker icon, I believe you met Chubby Checker, because I think when you told me, in my mind I was mixing him up with, wait, now I'm, now I'm doing it again. Who, which old great had was had his restaurant where he had hidden cameras in the Oh, uh, we talked about that yeah. before. Wow. Because it wasn't was it? Chubby Checker. No, it was like... And it wasn't, oh, like, Little Richard. No. Although Little Richard just died recently and was famously closeted all of his life. And he felt really bad about being gay. He was in the closet? I mean, like, he never publicly came right. out. That's sad. And, like... But, um, I mean, you know, he... I think it's not the most surprising reveal. 
Um, so I like that he was able to be <laughs> as flamboyant as he Bathroom, was. Bathroom, camera, rocks. <laughs> um, I'm going Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Ugh, that's gross. it. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> I looked that up. First result is a thing saying Chuck Berry did this. Second result, pinhole cameras, Amazon.com. No! Holy! Ba- oh! Bathroom hidden cameras, wireless, Amazon.com. No! What the fuck, Amazon? Ugh! And they're called God. bathroom. I'm on a list camp. now. Ooh, yeah. I don't like that at all. Listeners, don't so you're don't do so that. you're going with I did not work for him. I'm night going Shyamalan. with that one because one because it's too plausible. I think that's a mistake. Two. A lot of people make on it two truths. In a so lot. what you're saying is my uh, my other two are so fa- fake sounding they must be true. Basically, yeah. Well, that like Philly Nick. I mean, maybe you did. I could no. be wrong. I I tried to It'd send him cool a letter well. once to. What I knew was his address, but it got returned. I'm pretty sure because he probably gets a lot of weird stalker. Mail. Yep. Um, and for those who don't know, M Night Shyamalan is is a, a Philadelphia native. Son. Yes, he also was just filming in Philadelphia last week. He made a street down near Rittenhouse snowy for a oh, really? series he was shooting. Yes. Oh, that sounds lovely. Because people kept posting snowy pic- Rittenhouse. That could they kept like it could po- be in holidays. People kept posting pictures of like snowy streets, and they were like, "What the hell's going on?" But it was old M. Night spreading up. It was movie magic. What a twist. What a twist to those um, sto- snowy streets. Uh, let's, he was just sprinkling asbestos what do you, around. What's, what's like your top tier M. Night? Ooh, top tier M. Night. I mean, ugh, obviously it's the live action Avatar movie. <laughs> no. Um, I've never seen it. I, I haven't I, either. I can't hate it until I Realistically, I'd probably have to go with The Sixth Sense. It's so... Yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. wonderful. I watched it three times in the movie theaters, which was not some... I, that was not a regular thing. You just, you just didn't leave. You just sat in the just, same theater for three might showings. Might have done that twice, or at least like a two... Nice. Get like a, a day-night doubleheader. Um, I loved, loved, loved The Sixth Sense. Um, I also, yeah, it's hard to say that any other film would top that yeah i mean i feel like his early stuff was just so good and not that his recent stuff isn't good but like it's just depreciated like it's not as good yeah for me the the run of sixth sense unbreakable which i still do not know why that was a flop i I have not seen that actually i need to it's great it's really really fantastic um, and Samuel L. Jackson plays the best villain ever with the funniest haircut of all time that's true he does have a funny haircut um and so the Unbreakable, then you had, what, Signs? I loved Signs. A lot of people felt it was, like, too, like, oh, well, if the aliens are if water, if water's bad for them, then they couldn't even survive on Earth. Like, shut up. <laughs> Suspend your disbelief. Like, who cares? <laughs> um, I love, I love stories where everything kind of comes together in a perfect way, and that was sort of the entire theme of science. I do kind of love how much the scary movie franchise just ripped M. Night Shyamalan because I'm pretty sure like they had at least two movies that were based pretty heavily on his work. I feel like once they got to three because it started it was a scream. Yeah I think it was was scream and then the second one was like a haunted house dash rocky horror because Tim Curry was in it. What's his name? The hand. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third Third one, one might be the M. Night Maybe? Tinfoil hats. Yeah. Which, and I believe this is kind of the or- origins of the popularization of the tinfoil hat. True. Hershey Kiss. Hershey Kiss. Um, Mel Gibson, great guy. 
And then the village I loved, because I'm also a sucker for a good twist. And it was like... What a twist. What a twist. It isn't Victorian Pennsylvania all It's long. now Pennsylvania. Now. <laughs> They're just like, right over there. I bet you could re-edit that footage into like a really haunting ad for like... One of those towns in Pennsylvania that, like, is old-timey. Yeah. Like, Colonial Williamsburg or something. That would be fun. Like, just all the footage in, like, super dramatic. And then at the end, it's just like, Colonial Williamsburg. Visit now. What I I remember loving about the village, I think it did suspense incredibly. There was one... So we... It's revealed to us that these sort of creatures that roam the village are fake. That they are products of the townspeople um, as sort of a ritual. And we, so we know that. we At this point in the movie, we've established that. And then we have a scene where our main character, who is a blind woman, um, is in a barn where these like costume monster things are. Mm-hmm. And he builds the tension so well that it is terrifying even though you know it's like literally just like a woman in a room full of costumes and that's like all it can be and he still manages to make every step just terrifying i mean as you know if there's something in the woods it's probably just mr burns all drugged out Aww. from his weekly <laughs> his weekly cleaning de-aging process oh, God. glow um, Homer was right. So yeah, you didn't intern with M. Night Shyamalan. No, I didn't. And lied, I lied. Haha, jokes on you. I didn't bet money on pay this. Up. Well, I'm going to edit this footage to say you did. This and isn't take footage. You where's, where's your hidden bathroom camera, Max? In the bathroom. Oh, I guess it wouldn't be in here. You don't have footage then. Uh, I'm recording. <laughs> I mean, it's not footage. That's audio. Audio footage is footage. That's not. They didn't teach you that in audio visual school? No, they didn't, Max. I lied. I was touring with the dead. I never went to school. <laughs> um, uh, well. <laughs> we... Well, now I should do two truths and a lie. Yeah, do you have um, some stuff? About, about meeting celebrities? I could, I could wrestle something up. Um, one... I drunkenly hung out with Amelia Clark for an hour and didn't know it was her. Um, two, I was, I did tech support for Andrew Keegan's New Age White Girl Cult. And three, let's go with, um, shit, I just had one that I could have adapted. Uh, I lived with porn star Eden Blair, and she uh, loved American Horror Story and taught me how to pole dance. You know, Max, I realize that we know each other way too well and we can't play this game anymore. Because, you um, know, those are all fucking true! Yeah, I was gonna say. Boom, boom, boom. Wow, you're so cool. Two truths and a truth. So cool. Yep. Well, um, Halloween's over now. Rabbit, rabbit, everyone. True, rabbit, rabbit. Happy All Saints Day for those who um, practice this holiday. I used to, my sister went to Catholic school because she lives like a fuck up kid, so she <laughs> sent her to Catholic school. Max's sister. Um, and I used to get so pissed because every day after Halloween she would have off because it was All Saints Day. <laughs> it's like such a bullshit holiday. It's like, no, that's just so you can, like, it's just an excuse to stay out late and go riding around in cars with boys. Ooh.
Tisk Tisk Max's sister. Yeah. Boys. Did you learn nothing yeah, in that's why they, school? That's why they sent her to the nunnery. <laughs> to a nunnery with the... Uh, well, there was something I was thinking of. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. No, well, maybe next um, week. What? I said, oh, well, maybe next week. I mean, if if the world's still here next week. God willing. Oh, man. How about that uh, How about that politics, huh? Oh, there's going to be... Oh, that's right. That's yeah, the, the world... Old, we might have a new person next time. Yeah, or an entirely new system of living. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> like a military dictatorship. Oh, it's fun to think about, isn't I, it? I did realize something today, and that's that... Uh, Electing a president, to me, it's, I realized it's a, a democratic monarchy. It's still, it's like, oh yeah, well, one person's on top, mm-hmm. we just vote for them. Yeah. And it, it was a, a phrase I had never thought in terms of, but it made a lot of sense. And I, I like challenging, as some of the listeners will know, sort of the ideas of the, the norms, the political, social, economic things we, we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is the idea that oh, let's pick one person and give them all the power. And that, like, that is fair and inevitable and necessary. Um, I like challenging those ideas, and I realize the fun way to do it is to frame it as, oh, well, this is a democratic monarchy. And is that, in fact, the best? Well, to quote Monty Python, I didn't vote for him. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be exciting. It's, uh, I love, I, I do love the political theater of it all. A few weeks ago, I was in the basement of my weekday job, and I was filling out an off-slip for Tuesday, and I wrote down verbatim, if he wins, I'm going to have a stroke, and I don't want to be here for that. So, <laughs> I can't wait. Yep. It's gonna be fun. So, yeah. Yeah, vote um, if vote you haven't. if you haven't. And are able. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, vote. Do stuff. Be good. Don't be good. Um, yeah. Yeah. If there's protests, be safe. Mm-hmm. If you have friends of color and you're voting in the city, go with them. If you're not of color, because, you know, couldn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, as, unless, like, you don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? no, unless if, like, if, they annoy you. If race has nothing to do with it and you just don't <laughs> like your friend of color, you know what? That's fun. Yeah. Some friends aren't good friends. Max. It's true, I'm a bad friend. Yeah, you're pretty shitty. But I almost said something dumb. Well, what do I want to call it? Um, what are we doing next week? Oh, man, I don't fucking know. Let's see what's on the spreadsheet. <laughs> I just opened my phone right to bathroom hidden cameras. God, what's up, Amazon? You need to, you need to work on your That's stuff. That's definitely going to be a... An ad you see now. Oh, all I clicked it. on it too just because I was curious. Yeah, oh, man. Ah, you're in it now. There goes my life. Um, did we ever do the drunk history? No. Okay, we're finally after four weeks of putting it off. We were doing trial by fire and drunk history. Trial by fire. I what? Bl- what are these? I Who's ha- doing what? I have What's no. Going on? You're doing the Who drunk history. I'm doing the trial by fire. I have no idea what the trial by fire is. I'll let you know. Um, Trial by Fire sounds cool. It is the uh, biographical drama of Cameron Todd Willingham, um, who was executed in Texas after being wrongfully convicted of killing his three children. Hmm. Well, that sucks. 
Also, in some stirring news, so long as we stay on schedule, we will be um, finishing up our Laura Dern stuff right around the first birthday of Corona Shutdown. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be March. Man, that's going to be so... Coronaversary? That's going to be the shutdown, though. It's going to be really weird when we get to, like, the actual Corona birthday, like, February. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. (laughs) Corona's almost one year old. So... They grow up so fast, don't they? Global Oh, Laura Jern plays Nellie Bly? Oh, great name. Drunk History? Fun. Is she only in the one episode? Um, it appears so. Oh, okay. Season 2, episode 10, which also features Paul Shear, Paul Shear, Juno Temple, Michaela Watkins, Taryn Killam, who in my just SNL viewings I've come to like a lot more than I originally had. I thought Paul he was sort of a, a bland, forgettable cast member. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's grown immensely on me. Oh, and Matt Walsh. Oh. oh. One thing I forgot to mention, I watched um, The Truman Show for the first time in a good while the other night. Yeah. Very good movie. It is. So good. I forgot how good it was. Watch it if you can. Yeah. Or don't. You're like. That good. And Uh, and if you want bad, well, uh, this feels relevant to bring it back to to SNL. No one asked for Jim Carrey to be Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's weird because it's not like funny. It's like, it's... Like, Jim Carrey has been very passionate about his political views and earnest and makes, like, kind of dumb art of, like, George W. Bush being dumb, which is fine. If that's, like, how you want to channel your energies, go nuts. And it feels like he just, like, has used this to, like... It's like everyone's getting, like, Jim Carrey politics minute when it's like, that's not what this is. Like, why are you just showing up here, like... It's not funny. It's not like he's doing a character like grounded in much of reality for Biden. And frankly, Biden's kind of not that comical a character, especially not compared to Trump. True. Um, but it seems weird that it's like one this over the top Jim Carrey esque. Like he's trying to do the old Onion Joe Biden, <laughs> which is that he's like hip and cool, but also really just being like an earnest, like, "Hey, you're a bully, and I'm a good guy, and vote for me." It's like just sort of a political ad. You know, they should um, bring back Ernest. Like Ernest? Yeah. R.I.P. I mean, he went to camp, he went to jail, what now? He's he should be the president. Oh! <laughs> okay. Ernest, I mean, he's dead. Ernest is in hell. Jim like, Varney is no longer with us. There's only so much room in heaven. R.I.P. He's up there. Well, let's land this bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you next week, everyone. Be safe. Be safe. Dern. Keep on burning. Have a nice, um, have a nice election, election day. day. Don't forget to kill the goat. A weird Al Yankovic as Adolf Hitler. Huh. Maybe, that... I'll, maybe I'll watch that episode too. Let me know. I'm... Yep. Um, that's fascinating. It makes a lot of sense. It really does. I knew there was something about him. Uh, stop. <laughs> you stop that. Uh... Um... Anyway, love you all. Love you all. Love you, Darren. Sweet dreams. And uh, good night and good luck. Kiss on the forehead. Signing off.